What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I'm your host, David, and because of disastrous events that turned out to be the release of Moonfall, Jenny and Ryan decided not to join us today, but I'm always joined with my compadre, Leo. It's the end of the world as as we we know know it. it. Great song. (laughs) I I remember when when I first saw Independence Day, and I'm like, nine i'm like oh that team's on the nose to kick off the movie with that song um that song like took over man yes still kicks ass man i love that song definitely so yeah as you guys can tell by our puns and bad jokes we are going to be running through our 10 favorite disaster films and our five (laughs) worst disaster films mind you i think a lot of these are bad but they are so much fun that i could not help but having a podcast just to discuss them you know we know what it is this isn't citizen Kane. this is just give me as many explosions as possible and not not have it look like a michael bay movie and you're gonna win with me i think that i think that's gonna be a good win um so yeah we're definitely gonna break that down it's been a few weeks since we recorded uh our, our 200th episode uh and i feel you know Nothing was going to top that in January, so let's take a few weeks off and start fresh with the release of Moonfall and our disaster films. But we have a lot of news to cover for the week. Um, Leo's favorite genre to kick things off is the horror genre, as everyone on here is well aware. You know, he is the uh, horror genre guru, right, Leo? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Scream 6 has been greenlit. Um, I don't know how I feel. I loved Scream 5. Yeah, five man, green, you, green. You love the you, yeah. You, uh, yeah. It, it's my second favorite in the in the entire franchise. I think it's excellent. Uh, I think they ended everything very well. I'm a, I'm not surprised, but in a way, I'm like ah, whatever. I made a lot of money and during a, during a spike in COVID, it still made a hundred million dollars. That's that that's a win. I mean, it's uh, it, yeah. This is starting to get like Toy Story, <laughs> where it's like you had the perfect ending. Yeah. Why are you ruining it? Like, I will say that this one made 4 look not as good, and this feels like the perfect ending. I'm not going to spoil anything, but, like, because you're not too much in the genre, like, I think this is, like, the perfect blend for someone like you that, you know, you're not going to dive too much into, like, the shit that I watch, but, you know, as, like, someone that just casually delves into it, Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. this is, like, the perfect franchise. It's Yes, it's a little gory, but not to the extent of, uh of other franchises and oh, it always no. it's always able yeah. to poke fun at itself so even pokes I mean, fun at superhero films so that's scream good. scream is like i mean scream's a classic right i remember mm-hmm. i think in in fifth or sixth grade i chose um Stu's instructions on how to survive um a horror movie as my monologue for uh, for speech class mm-hmm. um i honestly yeah i think it's just the 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 too many sequels towards the end. I'm not even sure if Sydney's still in this thing. Um, she very much is. <laughs> I will oh. say um, what I like, and I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone that hasn't seen it. But the only thing that I will say is that what I really like about this one is that rather than having the you know the rules, uh, uh, Randy's rules about surviving a horror movie, um, this one actually has rules of to to find out who if you you are or not the killer. 
Oh, so shoot. It, dope. it does a nice little trope with the with the rules and change up that I really really like. But yeah, Scream Six is but, on the way. It's already it's gonna start filming in the summer, so I suspect early twenty twenty three, mid twenty twenty three release. Uh, this next news is a little bit more up your alley. Um, Sony, Marvel, <laughs> uh, your favorite film studio, and I do appreciate Sony's uh, publicists. They are great. Uh, so any words, any negative feedback towards the Sony studio is only Leo's and Leo's only thoughts. Um, so Dakota Johnson is set to play Madam Web and Leo, I want you to tell me who the fuck Madam Web is for anyone that doesn't know. And I want you to tell me why I shouldn't be excited that one of the best actresses in Hollywood right now is playing Madam Web. I, so here's the thing, Madam Web, I only know from Spider-Man, the animated series. Okay. Same here. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not alone here. No, so I mean, as far as you, but you and I know, it's, it's like this, like older, like I guess maybe, like is she paralyzed, like uh, cosmic entity? I guess that's what I got. I don't really like when we get closer. I will do a little bit more of a dive. I yeah, I have no idea. I just don't care because Dakota Johnson is awesome. Um, does this give you faith in Sony? No, right. No, so actually, it's funny. It does give me it gives me an idea of where they're going with this, and if they're going this this way, I think that Sony found a really good niche to live in. Um, because if in, in the animated series when Madame Web came out, um, it was about this mission where she had to send all the different variants of Spider Man as a team to fight like a common enemy. So if Sony is going the route of just you know what kind of like what um what DC decided at the very end with with their comics oh, well what Warner Brothers decided with DC where it's like you know what stop making its own universe just kind of make individual movies it kind of gives them free reign to do like if they want to do a Spider Gwen movie go for it they don't have to tie it if they want to do Morbius go for it if they want to do Silver Saber and the Wolf Pack go for it. Um, Black Cat, Spider Man, like they can honestly just go bonkers with this, and good for them. Yeah, no, I, I think they are doing a good job of slowly moving away from the MCU. Like they're trying to build mm-hmm. their own universe for the time that you know they are done with Tom Holland, and I do believe that when Miles Morales is ready to be on screen, he will not be part of the MCU, at least until they really pay up for it. Mm. I mean, it could. I mean, I agree with you completely. I do think that Sony put themselves in a really fantastic position to kind of like, like hop on the success of the MCU and now just like go away from it and still keep that momentum. I'm wondering if maybe the MCU and Sony will work out something kind of like what Fox and the MCU had back in the day with like two different actors playing the same different role. Like, I want yeah, two Wandas, two Quicksilvers, maybe something like that. I wonder, I don't know, but I do wonder that um, uh, what Fox exec or former Fox execs are thinking of Sony transitioning the way they have, and Fox could not even yeah. they got they kept getting in their own way, and now we are almost maybe two years away from Fantastic Four and finally getting it done correctly. It's it's just pretty pretty insane. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that news. The next bit of news is more of a trailer. The next three bits of news are TV news. Uh, Leo's is our TV aficionado yeah. on here. Uh, the first is the trailer to The Offer, the Godfather prequels. The Godfather making of series that is coming to Paramount Plus in April. 
Ah, uh, yeah. Just inject it into my veins. Now, there's really, like, <laughs> you don't even need to show Al Pacino, Marlon Brando, uh, Jimmy Kahn, Robert Duvall, Jim Cazale. You don't even show anybody. You nope, just, like, no, nope. nope, you don't need to. Like, this feels like a mob show, doesn't it? So good, yeah, so good, man. And that just shows how prevalent that film or that or that franchise even oh, is yeah. cinema. You don't even need it. It's like the Jaws theme. Like you just know it. <laughs> oh, same, man. I, you know me, how I feel about these two movies. So, any content, and this would be the first bit of content that we've gotten regarding the Godfather that's new in the last thirty-two years. So, I'm super excited for this. Uh I don't know if you watch the show. I don't. Uh, I've been told by a friend of the show, Adrian, that I need to s- just watch it because, it, you know, it's not as much like the movie Kids as I think oh, it is. Euphoria. Yeah, so Euphoria <laughs> is renewed for season three. Uh, I started watching the first episode and I really didn't like it. Um, it I, I don't think it's my cup of tea, but, you know, I'll, I'll give... I'll be honest, I think, I think you might get into it. They make some very cool visual direction um, d- decisions sometimes. Uh, personally, the character, it's, it's ironic, the character I dislike the most is Zendaya's character. Interesting. Um, Isn't she the lead? She's the lead. But okay. all the side characters, I'm all in on. I'm definitely like, but it's just something, and here's the thing, I'm old. I'm I'm 36. It's clear to me that I'm not part of this generation of children. Um, so a lot of the, the, the drug culture, I was never really big on, the clubbing and stuff, so... Um, she drives me crazy. Um, I think as a film aficionado, though, I think you'll be able to look at some of the some of the direction, some of the decisions made visually, where you'll be like, you can give it some props. Mm, interesting. The only reason I I actually even tried is because you know the studio outside of you know it's on HBO Max, but you know the studio that produces it, right? Is it a twenty four? It's a twenty four. Yeah. So you know me and a twenty four. So that's my favorite yep. studio. So I'm like. You know, that's the only curiosity I have. Um, the other show that was renewed for a season is one that I started that we'll get into in a little bit. Think, you know, uh, I had always known about it because of Taylor Sheridan, uh, but I never it was just always on the back burner. I never got to it. But then Leo and our buddy Kevin saw it and they just kept recommending it. Then my wife got home for a business trip. She's like, do you, I mentioned that I had started the pilot. She's like, oh, let's start Yellowstone. And I'm like, great. So Yellowstone has been renewed for season five. Uh not shocking, Leo, from where you're at. None, none. Okay. I was just shocked. I didn't. Well, it's funny because I usually, I usually go through like word of mouth or any heavy hitters during award season, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's usually what gets me into a show. Like, oh, longevity, but like that award season so, and your and your words usually help. Let me ask you. Stone has been getting slept on. I was about to say. Let me ask you. You taught you. You mentioned you had a great point about what gets you into shows. Is that what got you into Batwoman? <laughs> No, Michael <laughs> Keaton as Batman back in 1989 <laughs> got me into freaking Batwoman. How's that going, by the way? It's going. They have a Joker now. Oh, um, like is 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 it cool? Eh, it's not. No, not really. I mean, like it's funny because this season, um, the the thing that happened is someone like uh, was able to rob Batman's like um, he has like a little trophy room of all the villains. So someone has robbed that, and now a bunch of like these spawns of the original villains are coming out. So there's like a new Poison Ivy. There was a new um, a new Mister Freeze, um, and there, there's I mean I'm obviously if you're if you're afraid of spoilers for Batwoman, then we have serious problems, people. 
But I know I am. Uh, one of the characters, as a young boy, got buzzed in the head by Joker, which caused severe mental problems. And now here, like he's like 25, 26, he's developed into like this like homicidal like villain, um, complete with dyeing his hair. <laughs> so he has the same color scheme as the classic Joker, only that instead of green hair, I think he has like purple hair, and he wears like orange. So it's a uh, it's it's a it's a watch, man. Wonderful. It's, it's, it's a watch. <laughs> Yellowstone, on the other hand, is a fantastic show. It, it's yes. essentially. Well, and I'll get more into detail a little later, but it feels like a Western succession. Yeah, it's, it's from yeah, succession is exactly what I use to get Kevin to want to watch it. Yeah, but when I when I was, I was like, it feels like a combination of succession, Sons of Anarchy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's such good a stuff. good show. Uh, and then last two bits of news before we get into what we watched. Uh, I'm not going to dive too into it. There is another episode coming regarding the Oscar nominations. Uh, BAFTA nominations were last week, and. Uh, I don't know if I hate BAFTA more after the nominations or having to predict the or now that I have to predict the Oscar nominations. This is <laughs> they 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 completely destroyed me. I not getting into every category. You know how you know BAFTA was crazy when the top four yeah. in yep. actress were snubbed and the only one that made it was Lady Gaga. I yeah, I I don't know what to do there. I you know. I'm pretty much done with predictions, but I don't know if I'm right or, you know, I don't know how right I am. I, I made some choices, but yeah, BAFTA's crazy. Um, we'll see what happens with the winners, but uh, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. And then last bits of news, uh, to, to channel our boy Ryan and uh, Jay and Silent Bob, uh, I think I filled the cup when I found out that David Lynch is joining the cast of Steven Spielberg's <laughs> The Fablemans. Um. I haven't heard anything from David Lynch in a very long time, and I, I, I have feelings about who he's gonna play, but this is like awesome. Like I, I, I don't know. I was like, I had no words for it. I'm just like, wow, this is like great. Like I, I joke that this may be a backdoor pilot to another Twin Peaks show or something like that. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome casting news. I, I'm gonna, I think he's gonna be paying. Iconic director John Ford, who directed a lot of the classic westerns from the it would from make the golden sense, age, right? Yeah, uh, if you look at John Ford from the era, it looks like David Lynch could pull that off. So that that's some pretty cool stuff, pretty cool casting. I uh, mean, just the name alone, bro. It's like, wow. yeah, and with then, Spielberg. <laughs> I personally haven't finished my year end in advance predictions. I'm about seven or eight in. Uh, obviously, when the Oscars are done, I'll release that article. But I have the Fablemans at my number two in Best Picture uh, yeah. for next year uh, after Babylon, which is David Damien Chazelle's upcoming mm. feature. Uh, but yeah, that pretty much wraps up the news. Uh, what we watched, I'll go. F- well, do you have a lot? Because I have, I do have a lot. I have, I have five, but you and I have so much crossover on like three of them. <laughs> okay, so I, then I'll go first since we have crossover. Um, I finished Yellow Jacket this morning. Nice. I, I I haven't seen a renewal yet, and I need a renewal. <laughs> it can't, they can't leave me like this right now. So, um, I Christina Ricci's like my MVP. To be honest with you, oh, she is fantastic. Right? She is so good. Um, I I can't. I'm trying to 
like really thread the needle here. Um, obviously, people die because mm-hmm. that's what this type of Which show makes does. Sense, yeah, it makes the sense. final yeah. death of the season broke me. That's what I'll say. I I had a feeling because of the way the show is told, and mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know what you know where I'm going there. Exactly. But I just really maybe they were holding back on that specific thing for another season. But then when this happened, I was like, oh, my God, man. I know. I know. I mean, you, you, it's one of those things where it's like obviously at the you know beginning of the show, you, you see them as adults and you start you, you could piece together yeah. your own theories. So, yeah, of course. Um, and but you, I guess I think similar to you, I was like holding out hope that maybe there was some other story. Yep. But I no, I yeah. agree. Um. I wonder, I'm sure the reason they ended with that specific thing is going to lead to a kind of a friction and mental battle in season two for another character, I think, because it is her fault, right? Am yeah. I, okay. Yeah. yeah that's why I, I, I think I def- there's definitely a lot to explore there. I yep. mean, bro, how are we not even talking about the symbols and the freaking just the power on the on this freaking island? Which like, makes me feel feel why i like the show so much that we can actually sit and talk about the characters and not just like the horror aspect of the show yeah and yeah so that i think yes it's i think it's a little bit slow pace i'm actually shocked it's as popular as it is because of how methodical the pacing is it's very like it takes its time and i really appreciate that oh yeah so yellow jacket is awesome if you haven't seen it uh yeah yeah, of course. I Leo and I started at the same time, but he finished about three weeks before me. So, <laughs> so it's funny. That's that's what happened with, with Kevin and me on on uh, Yellowstone was that we watched the pilot around the same time, and we were like discussing, "Oh, what you think about it? Where, where's it going?" And he, I think he made it to like episode three, and then I just wrapped up the series. That that's yeah, that's about where I am right now. Uh, so Yellowstone, I. And on episode six of season one, I I love it. I mean, there's really like we kind of j- hinted at it before. I love it. Um, I will say my favorite character, and I hope I don't regret saying this because I'm only on episode six. Is Case nice? Um, nice. I think I'm starting to like Beth because she gives zero fucks about anything in life. Bro, Beth is one of those characters where I, it's funny because like hearing your reviews on it, I understand where you're at, right? I'm like, I don't know, man. This chick is. Ugh. But by the end of the show, I I'm not even I don't even feel like it's an exaggeration. Beth to me is one of the strongest female characters ever put on TV. Well, that's that's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Uh, like, oh, wow. do you? I think we can get into this. Isn't really spoiler to just talk about what we think about the characters. So I'll I'll, I'll Bro, continue. The, the show the show got renewed for season five. Yeah. like we can't we can't. Four years of spoilers, that's too much time. We so, can talk about everything. <laughs> love Rip, and I assume I'm yes. going to love him more as the show goes on. Absolutely love Rip. Yes. Uh, can't believe that's the same guy that was the villain in Too Fast, Too Furious. Right? Uh, I, I had to look at his, his IMDB to see if I'd seen him before, and I'm like, no way. <laughs> I, so Jenny and I had talked about the characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like Jamie, but it reminds – and I mean, listen – I love this specific character I'm about to mention, but um, reminds me of Kendall a lot. <laughs> Dude, I love the fact that – so, yeah, I started doing the same thing where I'm like, there's some similarities here between, like, some sons that are trying their best to get their dad's attention, a lot of the complications of family dynamics. I love the comparison to uh, 
to Kendall. Yeah, and then John is just a less dick Logan Roy. He just has power, but he doesn't. I don't think he's from whatever I am right now. I don't think he's a complete asshole or anything like that. I just think he has power and he runs it because he has it. You know what I mean? Not, Mm -hmm. not he doesn't necessarily try to bring people down in the way logan roy does so exactly yeah i think by where you're at episode six because uh, i think when i first started the show i really i was like who's a worse father logan roy or or john and then by season by episode six you're like oh no you know what never mind never yeah, mind that's kind yeah. of how i feel and i don't think and listen i still have a long way to go but i don't think that john does anything to his kids the way logan and no. season three of succession I think uh, your description right there was perfect. I think you're like he's a man with power. Like yes. he and he has to keep that power. And it's he does some dick things, but it's not like making your grandson taste poison. Yes. And then last observation before we move on to other stuff that me and you can cross uh talk about. Uh I will fully admit and Leo will probably co-sign because he's the first one that mentioned it and I, I originally co-signed. I am not man enough to do the work that these guys do on a farm, so kudos to the, to all Bro, of them. Oh, I have like because it's like it, this show is very much like it's not an old show. Like Mm-mm. this is like a, in real life how Montana runs stuff. And I'm like, yo, people are just getting into like random bar fights just to get into bar fights. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Nah, and for man, anyone out so there that hasn't seen anything from Taylor Sheridan before this, please, 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 please watch Hell or High Water. Like I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do not recommend a movie more of that surprised me in 2016 Ugh. more than Hell High Water. It is incredible stuff. It was nominated for Best Picture, one of those. Yeah. And it was one of those that you were rooting for but didn't think was actually going to happen. And then when it happened on nomination morning, it was like awesome. Ben Foster should have been nominated, but that's another story another time. Yeah, I was going to say the cast. The cast in that alone, bro. It's such a good movie. So good. Uh, which one do you want to do first, Peacemaker or Boba? <laughs> Let's do Peacemaker. <laughs> All right, so I want to ask you, as a non-John Cena fan, yes. has this changed your mind on him? No, it has not changed oh my, my mind. Like, God, look, he's so he, good in this. He is, he is, he is. Now, does that mean he's the only person that could have done this? No, I don't think so. I think he could have been replaced by, who's the dude that's a, in, um, in Reacher now? I don't watch that, so I don't know. Okay, so the guy in the, guy, the lead, the lead in, in Jack Reacher also was on the show Titans. And honestly, uh, I he, he probably would have done a better job at this. Uh, oh I look, it doesn't matter. It's a good show, Gun, man. Gun destroys this. Mm-hmm. The, he, this is an incredible show. It is possibly one of the most watchable, like comic book series ever. I agree. Like Marvel, DC, what, doesn't even matter. It's like this is just so freaking good. And it's funny because Gun went on. I think it was record this week or late last week that he's done with Guardians after this one. Yeah, I think his yeah. relationship with Marvel is also over. I think he's just going to move on to DC. I think so. It's it, it, DC should like sign him up, keep him in, and just like let him rock. Right? I agree. Just do whatever he wants to do. Um, I believe that Marvel will probably have gone kind of like how they have like the Russos, where it's like, look, you helped us get to this point. If five years down the line we need you back to like lead this crazy combination movie. Like, yeah, we'll have you come back, but I don't think that they'll. I think they'll be trying to get like the individuals, like the the lower, the lesser known directors for now, 
But yeah, DC yeah. should just like let Gunn do everything. I think Taika and John Watts are pretty much the new Russo brothers and James Gunn for the new mm-hmm. for the new gen of Marvel. And then they'll just keep bringing in new voices. New voices uh, and, maybe, and Ryan Coogler if everything goes well with Black Panther too. All right, so let's talk about the Mandalorian. Uh, oh. <laughs> that's that's what it's called, right? I love the way you said that. <laughs> that is that what it's called? Did I? Did, yeah, I think that, it's book 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 of book of Mandalorian is what I thought go. the series that, was called. That's cool. That's cool. I want to preface this by uh, something that was brought to my attention before we get into like spoilers because we are going to get into spoilers. Um, I read an article on Twitter, not even an article, just a Twitter thread talking about um, the actual announcement of Book of Boba Fett back in December yeah. 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were told this. We just forgot. I honestly, I was covering that. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't effing matter, though. The <laughs> fact that you have other characters does not excuse the crappy storytelling that happened in the first four yeah, episodes. Very boring stuff. Uh, so to, to note, Leo and I are, were not fans of Book of Boba Fett episodes one through four, but we absolutely adored and especially me like fanboying more than ever in episode six. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, we can talk about five first. Uh, I think, I think that we kind of knew. And I think I feel, you, you and I spoke about this after episode I, I four. Five was the most disrespectful. Six, I feel like did an okay job of combining the storylines. Five was a straight up slap in the face. Cause it like, let you like just see what a good series feels like. Versus what you've been watching. Yeah. I I think, and we're going to talk spoilers, like I said. I think this will set up where season three of The Mandalorian is going. Um, yeah. I think that the episode kind of... I can't believe I'm saying this, but make <laughs> this is uh, Star Wars fan, prequel fans, revenge tour. Like Avengers, <laughs> like WandaVision was Age of Ultron's. Fans' revenge tour. So, like, the prequels are like super important now. Yeah, and they're like, I personally think, and I think there are articles that are trying to prove this. I think the Naboo starfighter that Mando fixes is actually yep. Anakin's. From... Yeah, I think so too. I, you can't help not think that, man. It's like, oh, I I don't know Star Wars enough to see if there were any visual like detailings that that maybe show that, but I. That's the only starfighter I really know, so I'm like, it's got to be that one. <laughs> Agreed. Um, and and listen, I don't, I think there's official name outside of Naboo starfighter, but I know it's a Naboo army something ship or whatever. But um, I originally thought that was actually his pod when they first took off the thing, and I was like, oh my god, is that Anakin's pod, pod racer, and they're just gonna like do this thing up? And then obviously you can tell right away it's the Naboo starfighter. Uh, I love that episode where he he's testing it out and he actually goes through the yes. same route as the pod race in episode yes. one uh i also love that he says wicked at the end because that of the because that's what anakin says in episode one um yeah that whole episode kicked ass but then we get to six and yeah <laughs> <laughs> hold my beer right <laughs> uh i had heard and leo saw it before any of us so thank you for not spoiling it for us but you made sure and you are 100 percent right if you did not see this show Wednesday was gonna get spoiled for you. Absolutely, there was too much, man. And I know that. And here's the thing: like, I I'm a fan, right? I have watched Clone Wars, I've watched Rebels, I've watched as much Star 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 Wars content that I can. But I still wouldn't say I'm like I can call out all these different things just by by visuals alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you, Ryan, even Kevin, like you guys are much more Star Wars heavy than I am. 
And after I wrapped, I, I think it was like the first like five minutes, I'm like, holy crap. The internet is going to go nuts on this. Mm. No one is safe. <laughs> I will say the one of the things I forgot to mention, I like that uh, Mando had a difficult time using the Darksaber. The Darksaber. Surprising and really cool. I liked it too. Because it makes sense that, hey, this, he's wielding this pretty much for the first time. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, he shouldn't be a master at this. Uh, so I like that he was struggling with it. The yep. I love the, the the concept of why he's struggling with mm-hmm. it because his mind is distracted right now. The episode uh with with episode six something that I really like was that despite the fact that R two is in a a great cameo, it's so bottom tier compared to everything <laughs> that follows. You think like R two, oh my god, we're good to go, and then nope, and then nope, and then nope. <laughs> exactly, I. Just by seeing, like, you see, like, the camera pan over. You see the shape. I'm like, oh, it's a droid. I'm like, it looks like R2. I'm like, then you see the blue. It is R2. I'm like, this is the greatest cameo I've ever seen. And then. And then we get just keep going. Yeah. The funny thing is we talked about the prequel uh, truthers that feel vindicated. Uh, as a sequel truther of the sequel trilogy, I feel very vindicated that they are building Luke Skywalker's Jedi Academy in this episode. <laughs> Yo, seriously. And knowing where it goes, I'm like, oh man, he's just gonna be here for like ever now. But let me again, let me pre- let me at least again reiterate. Just because it's strong now, so again, just because of episode five and episode six being amazing Star Wars content, this does not mean the book of Boba Fett is a good series. Mm-mm. Like to even co-sign what you say. I texted you guys in our group chat when Boba Fett came, when Mando left the planet to go back to Tatooine. I'm like, why are we seeing Boba Fett again? Can we just go back to where we were? <laughs> like, I don't want to see this guy anymore. Get off my TV. Uh, obviously, my highlight was just seeing Grogu back. I think that was, you know, yes, the 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 Easter eggs are great. The mm-hmm. cameos are great. But just like seeing Luke there training Grogu, it reminds yeah. me a lot of like Empire Strikes Back. And also just the idea where Ahsoka, uh, Mando is asking Ahsoka, like, how do you know Luke? And he's like, you know, they're basically family because yeah. of who trained Ahsoka. Like, come on, man. Like, I just I just and like seeing Ahsoka and Luke on the same screen together was something I never thought I would see. Never. I know. It's so crazy. Like, just like understanding how much history is all in there. Like, Facts. she's hanging out with Anakin's son. Like, that's huge. Like, let, let's call it what it is. If I was Ahsoka, I'd probably be like, yo, your dad's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and you're kind of a dick, too, because the episode pretty much ends on a oh. on a cliffhanger that any Star Wars fan or any not even casual Star Wars fans pretty much knows what the answer is going to be. Uh, pretty much Luke, to spoil it, Luke gives Grogu an alternative of you're either going to go with Mando or you're going to just continue your Jedi training. Um, if he continues this Jedi training, uh, yeah, I think he's probably dead because Kylo Ren pretty much kills all the Jedi in the Academy when he turns to the dark side. So I do think he's going to go to Mando. And my prediction is that another big cameo was Mr. Bane. Is that what we're going to call him here? Yo, what a freaking introduction, man. I think he's going to kill Boba Fett 
in this neck in the season finale. And I think when this giant battle is going on, I think Grogu is the one. Grogu is the one that comes to the rescue. I love that. I love, it. and I I think I told I, offline we're talking about like first off like just the the that that Rosemary's choice or Sophie's choice of uh of having to choose between the Mandalorian lifestyle and the Jedi lifestyle so messed up to make anyone have to make that choice. You know what the um, funny thing is uh, about that? I was joking with Jen with Jenny yesterday, and I'm like, bro, you ha- you know you talk about Jedi's can't have any connection for you know connection or love for anything except the jedi way right and the hypocrisy of it coming from luke wait bro if it wasn't for that you wouldn't even be born yep yo that's so true that's so true because <laughs> like your pops literally broke every jedi code imaginable to have a relationship with your mother so like you have the balls to, to say to grogu you can't have a fatherly figure in the man in mando like come on man let's be serious now and I, I don't think they're going to rob us of Grogu wielding a lightsaber. I think we're going to get it. Yeah. And what's funny, because even more so now that we know that Grogu has repressed memories. Yes. So, like, he does have Jedi training most likely in him, but he's repressed a lot of it. So mm-hmm. that's I feel like that's even more of a reason that he'll, he'll, he'll get to lightsaber levels way faster. And, and then, yeah. And I mean, we'll definitely have stuff to talk about next week when we... Uh, break down the finale so uh one more thing before i get into my sundance recap uh i finished dexter uh i can honestly say i loved it i really really you really, really liked it like you love the series sincerely that- loved it like i um, can't tell you as a, what i was as big of a fan of dexter that i was for four seasons i think this is not on the par with the first four seasons but it's easily better than anything that followed the trinity killer like it's not even close for me and honestly that was the bar actually the bar was be better than the last season there you go but then as the show progressed the bar just got higher for me and high i'm like okay this is really good this is really good i just like and i really really love the ending i can't understand where someone wouldn't expect that's where the show ends because that's where it should have ended last time. One thousand percent agree. Like I, I don't understand the divisiveness on this one because I think this actually ended the perfect way. Um, I didn't like Harrison at first. I thought he was a snobby there little. There you go. That's that's where I'm like. That's the thing that I can't say. I love this. He... I, I I love where you placed it. I love your the 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 ranking of it and and, and your and you said it. The bar is be better than last time. I just never got the buy-in with Harrison, to be honest. He grew on me, but I really hated him at the first couple of seasons. I mean, uh, episodes oh, when you first appear. Yeah. Um, I think the villain here is excellent. Excellent, yes. excellent. Like, while the season is more right dead smack in the middle, I think the villain here is top tier. I think he's Definitely. fantastic. Uh, and I think Anthony Michael Hall is really solid, as always. I mean, and at that final scene with Harrison is fantastic. Uh, and then, yeah, I am going to run through Sundance, but do you have anything you want to highlight that we didn't um, cross? So I love the fact, yeah, honestly, the only other thing that I've seen um, to mention is the show Vikings. So um, I started it. It's It's been a slower watch than I would have anticipated, but I'm freaking hooked. So, like, I for Leo, be- is this, like, you're taking a week instead of two days pretty much so it's funny because um i'm on i'm on season five now right and 
Like again, the show has aired for years already, so screw you about spoilers. But <laughs> the and it's just, it's based on history, historical facts. So these characters, you know, they died because it's written in history books. But the main lead of this um, show, right? He's something happens to him like around season five, and Kevin's like, oh, that ever since that happened to the character, that he never was able to get back into the show, and he stopped watching. So I told them like, hey, listen. So the thing happened, and I can, I'm still okay. I don't miss. It's like I, I don't, I, I didn't get affected that much by it. And then I'm like, wait. But then again, if I had spent five years with this character rather than five days with this character, maybe it would have hit me harder. Yeah, it makes uh, sense. I never got into it, but uh, I know it's super popular. So um, the reason I think we got into it is, is Yellowstone. Yellowstone kind of got us into this, like, starting to look more into different things. Um, but uh, it's I think it's solid. It's a solid Game of Thrones fix. Just there's no dragons and no nudity. I do want to ask you when you're talking about Peacemaker because you gave it a shot. Does that – are you going to open yourself up to give Ted Lasso a shot now? No, I'm not going to open up Ted Lasso. It was worth Ted a Lasso shot. Still, that's still where I'm not going. It's worth and, a shot. And remember, I'm still the one that watches Doom Patrol and Titans. So I give DC way a lot. I give them a lot of love. <laughs> Alrighty. So I guess for me, I'm not going to run through every single movie I saw at Sundance because we're, we don't have two hours. Um, but I do want to touch on some other stuff I saw before. Uh, Pam and Tommy, which is. Yes. Yeah. I have I've seen the whole series. Uh, if you can How get many pa- episodes, is it? It's only eight, so it's not that okay, many. Good. So uh, I think Hulu dropped the first three, four this week, and then they're going to be dropping them weekly after that. First two are bananas, like absolute batshit crazy. A uh, lot of nudity, a lot of sex stuff. It's pretty much an NC seventeen show for the first two episodes. Then it just really dives into like a drama about the the hypocrisy of the media and at the time, especially with how they treated pam rather than mm-hmm. tommy during the whole during the whole tape release and stuff like that it, it's very interesting lily james is really solid as as pamela anderson and then sebastian stan is just a beast um i saw this movie called lamb <laughs> it's an a24 kind of horror film where where it's i believe it's from finland maybe maybe wrong there but pretty much um it's this couple that wants to have kids they can't have kids and this they find a half ham half ham half lamb half human that was just born and they raise it as their own child and it broke me to pieces at the end i it, it does have horror elements essentially it's a horror movie but not really but yeah it's really good stuff um like CG, I'm guessing CGI. <laughs> no, they 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 found one in a farm somewhere, a half human, half lamb. <laughs> um, is it is it visually cool though? Like it doesn't look too hokey. It's... No, it doesn't look too hokey. They try not to show the human part of it. Just keep the uh, they keep the lamb in clothes, so you kind of <laughs> it does sound found funnier than it really is. But um, yeah, it's really it's a really heartfelt film. Uh, I saw Jackass Forever, and as a fellow old man i were you ever into that uh not too much i mean i watched all the movies i knew johnny knoxville and and wee man and everything but i I wasn't too i always thought that i felt bad with them being so destructive i will say this movie i think it's the best one of the bunch 
Oh shoot! And it also has my favorite jackass stunt in the entire like show and uh, all the movies. It's called oh. the It's called the Silence of the Lambs, and that's all I'm gonna say. What is it with you and lambs today? <laughs> <laughs> um, a movie I can't really talk too much about because I'm under embargo. I saw Ted K. It's a movie that from Neon. Uh, they sent me a screener. It should be out in two weeks, and it is about the Unabomber. Uh, we'll just say that I recommend it. Can't really get too much into detail there. Um, and yeah, so highlights of Sundance that I'll run through. Navalny is a documentary about Alexei Navalny after uh, pretty much it documents him. It's a, after he was poisoned by the Russian government and Putin. Wow. Uh, it's one of the most intriguing documentaries I've seen in a very long time. It's uh, It feels like a Jason Bourne film, like a spy film, but it's a real true story. Real interesting stuff. Um, Fire of Love. That is another really solid documentary about this couple that met uh, their vol. I'm not going to pronounce the word, but they they study volcanoes. I'm not going to say the word because I'm going to butcher it. Um, <laughs> it they uh, they use a lot of archive footage from the 80s. It's really interesting and it just it's a touching love story and also very sad. Uh, let me see what else can I highlight? Emily the criminal, Aubrey Plaza. It's pretty. It's she pretty much plays a criminal and uh they run a she runs a fraud not runs it but she takes part in a, a fraud credit card ring with theo rossi which is really awesome Damn, um yeah a really good cast let me see uh oh fresh which also stars sebastian stan and it's pretty much when online dating goes wrong oh shoot yeah uh, this pretty much the premise is she is dating online. She seems to have continuously bad dates. And then she meets Sebastian Stan at a grocery store. And later, it, you don't even get the credits to about 30 minutes in, but then you find out that Sebastian Stan is a cannibal. Oh, damn that. Damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be on Hulu next month. So <laughs> it's really good. I really had a good time with it. Um, what else? Oh, the Kanye documentary. Unfortunately, I only saw the first act, but uh, it reminded me why I love Kanye as much as I did when growing up. Um, yeah, when he first yeah, came out. Yeah, before he really, lost his money. Yeah, really interesting stuff. I have a, I have a feeling it's gonna dive into, you know, because they do show his mom and the relationship he had with his mom. And I've always been, I've always said that after his mom passed, he was never the same. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty, and I guess we'll find out. Uh, and then the last two movies I wanted, the last three movies I wanted to touch on, Resurrection uh, has one of my favorite performances. I mean, it's only February, but one of my favorite performances of the year by Rebecca Hall. And uh, oh, that's fantastic. Cha-Cha Real Smooth, which is my favorite narrative of the festival, uh, got picked up by Apple. I would call it this year's Coda. Oh, shoot. Okay. It's very much a, I don't think it's going to have the awards power that Coda did, maybe screenplay. But Cooper Rafe and Dakota Johnson are fantastic in it. It's such a it's such a happy film. You can't help but have a good time with it. Uh, and my favorite film of the festival, to the shock of no one that knows me, is Lucy and Desi. The Amy Poehler, <laughs> the Amy Poehler, no, the Amy Poehler directed documentary uh, about Lucia Ball Desi Ardez. Uh Gotta say it was close to perfect for me. Uh, it's my the only film I gave four out of four to. Uh, it's my number one film of the year so far. That is high praise. It is so good, man. Like I knew a lot of this stuff. Jenny watched it with me. She knew even more than I did. So, but if you don't know some of this stuff, it's very, 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 very informative. And what I really like is that they now they don't stop with their divorce after I Love Lucy. 
or Lucy Does a Comedy Hour, they actually go into their deaths. Oh, wow. And there's some stuff at the end that, like, I was in tears, like, absolutely in tears. I don't think, you know, the person that's not really familiar with them or not really fans are not going to cry about this. But, like, me being such a diehard and Jenny, I was, like, in absolute tears. Um, Shout out to the worst movie of the festival, Sharpstick, the Lena Dunham movie. I don't even know why I wasted my time. It is an absolute <laughs> shit show. Uh, it is literally the worst movie I've seen this year so far, and it's gonna take a lot for it, for something to top it. Wait, so is it bad? Like just because like the acting is oh, terrible, I, the I, screenplay is terrible. I think like, the screen. I personally think the screenplay is awful. I think it is. It, everyone is unlikable. There is no one likable in this movie. Your protagonist is extremely unlikable. I there's. <sighs> I don't want to get too into it. I don't want to spoil anything because the movie hasn't <laughs> even wanna, come out yet. I don't want to ruin your mood. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, oh, one more movie that I forgot to mention before we move on to our list is uh, The Fallout, the movie that hit HBO with um, about the aftermath of a school shooting. Have I talked to you guys about that yet? Oh, dude, you mentioned it. Yeah. I'm. You said that it actually goes into the actual events really quickly, too. Yeah, so the first three minutes, of, maybe three or four minutes of the movie are the actual shooting. That's heavy. So it is heavy, but it's not heavy in a way where you see the people, the you know, the teens getting killed. But you yeah. are taking uh, – it's in the trailer, so I'm not really spoiling anything. So yeah, Maddie, yeah. Maddie Zegler and Jenny Or Jenny Ortega, they're in the bathroom. And then the start the shooting starts while they're in the bathroom and they have to hide in the stall. So it's all sound design. You just hear the shooting while gotcha. them reacting to the shooting. And then it's you not have gratuitous. exactly. Then you have a character running who's full of who's blood, like absolutely ah. covered in blood. And then you find out that his brother had died. Jeez. Yeah, and That's, then it this sounds yeah. And then it goes into like more of a kind of a PTSD. Like Jenna Ortega is incredible in this, and it kind okay. of touches on like how she handles. The shooting and the end scene and the, and the last shot of the movie is pretty, pretty. I feel like I feel like Zoolander because I feel like saying like Yo, Jenny Ortega is so hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's on fire. This and Scream, like <laughs> she's on fire. Uh, but yeah, it is high, highly, highly recommended. It's one of the best films of the years. Uh, and that, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Uh, so I think we're about to get on a on a spaceship. Well, yeah, well, considering you just talked about a disaster of a movie you saw, I think it's a really good segue to speak about movies that are supposed to be about disasters. Yes, so seeing that I saw Moonfall this weekend, I got myself in the very big, great mood of doing a podcast on disaster films. Because let's be honest, I have a great time with them, and I think you do too, right, Leo? Mm -hmm. No, definitely. It's funny because like, even you can tell we enjoyed them so much because of how much discussion there was about what should fit as a disaster movie yes and to you're like a purist <laughs> and to to preface this conversation that we're about to have regarding our list there are no superhero films in here mm -hmm. there are no zombie films in here although i gotta ask the only zombie film that would have made my list would have been zombie land oh cute no no well again zombies it's uh it's tough con it's tough. contagion movies yeah <laughs> Like I, we discussed this. Like movies like Outbreak, Contagion do count because it is technically. As long as you can see, the way I treat it is, as long as you can see how the world's been devastated by this. Correct, exactly. Yes. So you're gonna see if you're if you're wondering like glaring omissions. Like I did have not seen the Towering Inferno or Earthquake, so I am do I do have a few blind spots, but I think you know, I think there's some good stuff here that we can have fun with. But not only do we have our ten best, we have some worse. 
And there is zero way that you saw my number one. And I guarantee after I talk about it, after I talk about this movie, you are going to look for it. There is no oh, doubt in my mind. Man, I'm excited now. So it's funny because like my number one, because when Dave and I were trying to decide, okay, what should fit in here? Um, like, because some alien invasions do destroy the world, but it's like, but does that really count? Like alien movies will will allow it, but they have to come on Earth and destroy Earth. Um, and then we opened it up to contagion movies too, because like some of those also showed the effects on Earth as well. Once contagions got into this. I thought number one was undisputed, but you got me very yeah. intrigued, Dave. Oh, yeah. You will see. So I will run through my five through two of my worst, and then I'll fin- you know, we'll finish up with yeah, our ones. Sure. All right. So my number one, I don't like Armageddon. I just want to preface that. It's not on my list. It's not number five. But at least the reason I didn't put Armageddon on here is because at least it has a wonderful song by Aerosmith at the end of the movie. <laughs> That, that freaking song, man. Ascent- what is it about disaster movies and really good, like, songs? Seriously, man. Like, my number five is The Core because it essentially oh, steals the same yes. kind of premise from Armageddon. I remember The Core. really slow. The pacing is all over the place. It doesn't really work for me. The CGI is pretty bad. Um, it just... In a, in a world where disaster movies should not bore you because there should just be explosions all over the place, mm-hmm. it when you bore me with a disaster movie, it's just like extra points off, and that the core just does not work for me. Number four is on my list now because Jenny and I went to Pompeii for our one of our spots on our honeymoon. We went to Pompeii, the actual where, where everything happened. And we had a nice, great tour. They explained everything, all the events that happened. And we had studied that in High school did they, show, did they show you where Jon Snow fell in love? They did. <laughs> so when I, I, rather than the movie Pompeii being about the Mount, the Mount Vesuvius erupting, it's essentially exactly what you just said. It is Kit <laughs> Harrington and Emily Browning falling in love. And why do I want to care about this? Ironically, there is a movie that is also on my other list from 1997 that does have a love story in it, but at least it focuses a lot on the actual event, the disaster event that occurs. So yeah, that's my number four. It is awful. My number three is a sequel that should never have happened. Um, If you can't get the stars of the original film to come back, do not bother. Independence Day Resurgence. Ooh. I... I don't even... Where do I start? Alright, so the trailer... Do you... Oh man, where do I start? Will Smith not coming back. Let's just start there. Uh, <laughs> if you don't have your star of your original f- film come back, why bother? Yes, you got Jeff Goldblum, but Jeff Goldblum works as a partnership with Will Smith when they take down the aliens. Yes, they had side storage for the about third third of the movie, but them together just put the cherry on top of how good Independence Day was. This, on the other hand. I, I don't know. Have you seen this? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, Unfortunately. I don't know why they... It's it's one of those sequels that took too long to come type of thing. It came around the same time that um, uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2 came out. Yes. And that movie is terrible. Uh, it also showed me that Liam Hensworth should not be a leading man. <laughs> uh, it showed me that 
even a bad movie like this, Jesse Usher still can have a career because he is now killing it in um in the boys. Mm, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, he's um Yeah. He's he's a grown up uh, he's grown Hiller, up son. Yeah, yeah, he's Hiller's son. Uh also I Brent Spiner, he dies in the first one, but for some reason he just was in a coma for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, that happened. And yeah, I just I didn't really yeah, I didn't really like anything about this movie. And yeah, that was my number two. So what's your five through two, Leo? Oh man. So my number five. Oh no, um, I'm sorry. That was my number three. My number two is oh, Geo. Wait. My number two is Geostorm. You watched Geostorm? I did. I saw it on I saw it on I think it was on HBO Max. Or oh, God. So I, I all I'm gonna say is this. The fact that the movie is called Geostorm and an actual That's Geostorm literally is not why I didn't appear. Watch it. That's literally why I didn't watch it, dude. Literally because of the title. I just didn't want to watch it. Well, I'm going to let you know that the fact that an actual Geostorm does not occur in the movie Geostorm is probably the greatest metaphor in the movie in film history. It is just awful. Nothing happens in this movie, apparently, essentially. It's a very boring Gerard Butler vehicle that just... I. You know he's doing better nowadays, but like I, I don't like many Gerard Butler films, and this, this is one after of them. Th- this was after he got like popular because of like the like uh, White House Down movies type yes. stuff too. So like they were really trying to, they were thinking he could lead this movie. I will say, those these four movies do not compare, do not come in comparison to my number one worst. Oh, oh man, I'm so, so confused now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's your five through two? All right, so again, it's it's weird because there are movies on my worst list that I guess critically have been more popular or better received than movies on my best list. So <laughs> it's all just, right. I mean, Say honestly, bear, same here. <laughs> yeah, bear with me. But my number five is a beloved actor that everyone loves, but I just didn't like this movie or didn't really find it too. Uh, I, I wasn't involved. I wasn't too too emotionally invested in The Rock in san andreas no yeah i i I mean i don't love it but it's the rock i I, that and i think that's that's what everyone wanted this is like it's the rock so just put him in anything the movie's gonna be good i hated san andreas i think it was one of those like and i get it disaster movies need to be very like ginormous in scope and you have to have crazy effects but some of these effects just look like trash bro yes yes yeah, so I, even The Rock, even The Rock, I'm like, no, nah, man. Let me ask you, do you like, I, I mean, I don't really consider it a disaster movie. Um, I, I guess you can call it this uh, Skyscraper. Did you see that? Ooh, wait, which is Skyscraper? That's the one when The Rock has, uh, he's a former vet. Wait, I is believe. it the one with like, his leg? He doesn't have like a leg? He doesn't or... have a leg, but he's still able to jump from uh, a, a beam to uh, <laughs> I think I think when I heard that part of it, I didn't watch. I haven't watched it. I have oh, not man. watched it. I'm very curious to see your thoughts on very, that. I felt that was more like The Rock trying to do Die Hard. Yes, that's exactly what I thought too. Right? Okay. Um, my number four is a movie that I mean, it, I think it was trying to like to to just bank on the fear that all of us had because of the Mayans, but. 2012. I just rewatched. We watched it this week. Did you? Yeah. Um. It's so long. It's, it's so, so long. long, and it felt long. Yeah. Yeah. It just. I just. I. It, it's such a bad. Just a terrible script. And and like again, I remember that around these because it came out like in 2010 or something. Like it. it uh, 2000. Yeah. 2009. 
2009. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it came out before 2012. And I remember there was like all this hype about the Mayans and whether or not like the world was really going to end. So like, yeah, it just, uh, I think it, I think it dropped the ball. <laughs> Um, my number three is Independence Day Four Research. My man, my <laughs> man. Yeah, no, so exactly. Pretty much everything you you alluded to. It's like, and I, I wanted to stay away from se- like unnecessary sequels, but this one just needed to be put on this list because mm-hmm. of how iconic the original really is. Because I was gonna put Poseidon on here versus po- the Poseidon Adventure, um, but. But I'm like, nah, let's not be too cheesy. But war, yeah, it's just this ID4 resurgence was just trash. Um, now this next movie, I maybe you have on your good list, but I just think it didn't, it didn't quite capture how amazing the original was. Actually, I have War of the Worlds by Steven, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg as um, two worst. so my, all right, so. That's actually a fresh movie on RT, so you definitely nailed it there. Uh, I think it's fine. I don't think it's good. Very good. I don't but think imagine, it's also. You're telling me you have you look at who you have involved with this movie: Spielberg, Tom Cruise. Yeah, like the stack. Like, the cast is stacked. Uh I guess that's where I am. Like, I don't hate it. I don't I love it. Down. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. Uh, th- that's probably the perfect way to put it. Like, probably the most disappointing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. <laughs> What's your number one? Because I my I want to say my one, number one. So here's the thing. I don't even know if it counts as Contagion, but that's the way I I I, I kind of like grasp my head around this movie. My number one worst disaster movie is The Happening by uh, Shyamalan. So that's a that's a stretch, but I'll take it. Well, think about it. What what did affect mankind in this in this? Hmm. I guess you're right. Because yeah. it, it must have been some type of spores, right? And that's essentially what a contagion is. Yeah, that's a good. Listen, I will allow it because that movie is terrible. And anytime we could put it on a worse list, I I think it deserves to be on <laughs> it. But my friend, as bad as it is, yes, please tell me what it does not come list. in comparison to my worst disaster film of all time. Even though this movie takes takes place about a hundred years after the disaster actually occurred, and an insult to the victims. Of that same disaster. My number one worst disaster movie is a 2010 direct-to-video called Titanic 2. What? (laughs) Titanic 2 is directed by Shane Van Dyke. I gotta look this up. There's a Titanic 2? The movie is set 100 years where a replica Titanic is built and covers the original ship's maiden voyage route. And ultimately hits an iceberg, <laughs> thanks to global warming, oh and history God. repeats itself in Titanic 2, where an iceberg hits the ship, and it also sinks. This is incredible. It is one of the worst movies I have ever seen. Oh my lord. It also only has two reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, obviously both rotten, <laughs> and... Also, a one of the lowest IMDb scores of any film in history at a 1.6 out of 10. Highly recommend you guys watch Titanic 2 because it also has some of the worst CGI I have ever seen in my life. It is just an absolute disaster. 
of a film. How did you find this? Why did you find this? All right. So I will actually tell you how I found it. I saw this about six years ago, and it actually has stuck with me, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> you, can't watch, you can't watch the stank off. <laughs> so this is around the time where Netflix didn't really have rights to a lot of stuff. So they okay. just had some random shit. Um, and it was on not recommended. It was just like on, you know how Netflix has like side categories and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So they did have a disaster category and I saw it. I'm like, Oh, I got to see what the fuck this is. (laughs) And I saw it like on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon and it was as bad as anticipated. Incredible. The fact that this movie was ever made, but that it also found its way onto your watch list. Please watch it, Leo. Wow, I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now for it, and I'm like, oh my lord, this is real. Please watch it because it is something. So let's wash up the stink of Titanic too with our best. Yes. So I'll let you kick it off this time since yes. I started with worst. So let's see what your some of your best are. So some of my best, and this is again, we took so much liberty here as far as like our, what we enjoyed and and different things of destroying the world. But it's um, my honorable mentions are this is the end. <laughs> with, what is uh, it again? I'm sorry, is that the? Oh my god, how did I forget? I may have to rework some stuff. I totally forgot about that movie. Yep. Yeah, dude, with like Jonah Hill and freaking um and McLovin and oh my god, that movie was so ridiculous. But it's just I yeah, it was for me. I, I that song was hysterical. Um, Ten Cloverfield Lane, I put as an honorable mention as well. And um, it's funny. I think this next one, um, it just—it's a brand new movie, but I think it, it it had a really cool twist to the whole thing. Um, don't look up, honestly. As far as uh, just yeah, I could see it, satirical way of looking at things. But my number ten is a movie that I remember watching when I was younger and freaking me out so much that I still thought this was real. My number 10, starring Roddy Roddy Piper, they live. My man. My <laughs> man. You get it. You understand. You understood the assignment. And I was hoping that when I said what I said, that you would understand the assignment. And you understood the assignment. Dude, that movie. Oh, my Lord. And, I, and it's funny because I remember it was on TV. I was like channel surfing and I just stumbled on it. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, this is like this looks freaking scary and realistic. And those glasses and you can tell where the aliens really are and how much destruction they did. I'm like, <gasps> and then, yeah, it's that. Yeah, that's my number 10. I'm glad you recognize and understand the movie, too. And if why, you haven't watched why it, do guys, you think it's a disaster film? Let's oh, see. my Lord. Well, well I, so just imagine, I remember the scope of how crazy the infiltration had gotten. Mm hmm. Um, and I remember there were just some scenes of like some some buildings crashing. I was so little. I remember just more fear from this. Um, I, but... I so I agree 100 percent with you. But I also think if we're going to have a movie like Independency that deals with an invasion, they live is on an invasion on a lower scale. Also, a great social commentary about media consumption. It's like, oh, man, oh it's yeah. so good. So good. Uh, my number nine is a classic when it comes to these movies. Deep Impact. (laughs) 
it oh, it's just outside my tent. I love Deep Impact though. Just right? love it. It's so fun. It's, it is. It is very much fun. And it's funny because I remember this this disaster movie, and I think there are some good disaster movies since then, but there was like a really good time in, in period in time when disaster movies were just all the rage. But Deep Impact is my number nine. My number eight, I definitely cheated, and it's because these two movies are so freaking similar. Um, Dante's Peak and Volcano. <laughs> so I've never seen either of those. Oh my gosh! So one, it's funny. Remember, remember how you were describing the the Pompeii love story? Mm-hmm. So I think Dante's Peak is more love story, and Volcano is more just straight up disaster. But they both deal with like erupting volcanoes, and they both came out within months of each other. I think that's great. One's Pierce Brosnan. One is Tommy Lee Jones. Are they <laughs> streaming anywhere, or Ooh. should I go the other route? Um, I think it must be. I mean, these I'll have two to. Were- I'll have to look it up because I definitely been wanting to see them. When I started doing this list, I'm like, all right, I got to get to these. <laughs> I think Dante's Peak looks like you can stream it on Amazon. Okay, great. So I'll definitely have to check it out soon. Oh, man. Uh, but number seven is a movie you mentioned that you didn't want to put on your list. But I have to admit, man, no! it's, a, it's a guilty pleasure. It's and that freaking song. <laughs> that movie hasn't ended and I started it 20 years ago. It's so fucking long. Armageddon, bro. Armageddon is my number seven. I hate that movie. I just remember, I was definitely, I, I remember watching it in the movies. I remember just like the visuals. The music is fantastic. Um, Yeah, Armageddon is my number seven. All right. And of course, I understand how ridiculous it is to, you know, send Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis to save the earth. Ugh. All right. All right, so where are you? That what's your uh, number six? That's my number seven. My number six is a better movie altogether, but uh, the movie Contagion. Okay, movie Contagion. Great. I think it was a really good movie. I think even I rewatched it after you know within the last two years to just to kind of give it a little bit more of like a oof, damn, we kind of saw this coming. Um, yeah, shout yeah, out I to think, Soderbergh. I think it's a solid movie. I agree. Like, shout out to Soderbergh. I only saw it for the first time. I couldn't watch that movie when COVID started because of my anxiety. And I had always wanted to see it. And my anxiety was so bad, I just could not watch it. That's how, like, realistic I had heard the movie was. And then when I finally saw it, probably when my anxiety started coming down a bit, um, I can't believe Soderbergh saw this coming. Right? Like, like and it's, it's, I think it's, I think one of the cool things about this assignment when you, when you posed it was I kind of got to see, like, in these movies, a lot of them have, like, Earth coming together in moments of, like, despair to band together and try to, like, save each other. And here we are kind of living through a pandemic. I'm like, that's not at all what happens. Yeah, for sure. So I'm kind of on the same boat with you of placing that movie. So, uh, my number 10. So I guess I went, I wanted to go, with quality too um <laughs> you don't have Roddy Roddy piper on your list of course i do it's up okay. way up there uh so my number 10 is the day after tomorrow and that's not the quality the, that's why i have it a little lower than the next couple uh i love this movie it's probably the only roland emmerich film i really liked until so after independence day because i like the patriot but i can't say it's one of the movies that i overly love it took a couple of rewatches for me to actually really like the patriot um and i don't like mel gibson so that's like another Mm -hmm. another point off for that but yeah day after tomorrow dennis quaid jake gyllenhaal i mean 
yes, the middle kind of drags a little bit, but just the dis- what I'm there for, the actual yeah. disaster aspect of the film so is re-watchable. rewatchable. It's so much fun. Uh, number nine is a very, very good movie. Uh, Deep Water Horizon. Oh, yes. That is a really, that's a good movie. Like, legit, after the movie ended, I Wikipedia this whole situation, and I'm like, wow, like, this is such a great film. Like, I, there's nothing, we could poke fun at disaster films. This is actually just a true story that's just yeah. heartbreaking that this thing happened, and just how. Can any oil spill, no oil spill should ever happen ever again. Agreed. Uh, my number eight is another disaster, uh, Apollo 13. Oh, okay, yeah. So this one is another one that I'm like, all right, I we can put it in there because technically it is a disaster what happened up there in space. But uh, it's one of Ron Howard's best films. Tom Hanks is fantastic in here. Kevin Bacon, Ed Harris. I think it's a really solid flick. Uh, and then my number seven is Contagion. Don't worry, folks. We're gonna oh, have a, we're gonna have a lot of fun after this. Uh, yeah, Contagion. Pretty much everything I said before, and then with Leo added. And now my number six. The I think this is the lowest rated film on Rotten Tomatoes from my list, but I don't give a fuck <laughs> because if Leo can have Armageddon on his list, I'm gonna have as a New Jersey resident and a tri-state area alum, Daylight on my oh, list. Oh, so good! <laughs> Daylight is. <laughs> utter beautiful delight yes i have been in the lincoln tunnel hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times and there is not one time that i do not go on that i do not think of damn imagine the shit from daylight happen right now hell yeah man i love this movie yes it's awful yes it's terrible yes it's too long narratively it doesn't work (laughs) but i don't care it doesn't matter at all. This movie is such a delight. I love this movie. I can watch Daylight all day, every day. Don't even need to think twice on it. I love that selection, dude. I it, love that. It is one of the Sylvester Stallone movies that are no are bad, but you just like continue to watch without a problem. Yeah, Daylight is fucking rocks, man. And yeah, that is my number six. I'll just keep going. Uh, I'll go in through five, uh, five through two. So okay. my number five is a movie I saw for the first time Friday. And wow, is, and already it jumped to, wow. Yes. And it is also a classic that is probably on many people's list. My number five is Twister. Oh, my lord, so good. Great Twister job, dude. kicks fucking ass. That movie dude, did you not, rocks. did you not think you were going to be an expert in, 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 hurricane, in the tornadoes? Uh, yes. And by the way, I rode the Twister ride for many years while it was still open at Universal. I had no idea what the fuck the movie you know, whether if it was good or not. But I had always seen, like, people really like it. And then when I saw it, I'm like, oh, my God, I see the hype. This movie kicks ass. Uh, Helen Hunt is, like, elite Ella, Helen Hunt in this era. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was Paxson, right? John Paxson. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Bill Paxson. Rest he in was, peace. Rest yeah. in peace. Uh, who else is in this that just came to mind? Um, Phyllis Seymour Hoffman is in this. Yes, yo. This, so this was like the first time I ever saw him, and like if, if you only could understand like where his career went, I'm like, wow, I did not see that coming. <laughs> and and the ever loving c- c- connection to Ferris Bueller's Days Off, yep, and Succession. We now know that Cameron left Ferris and became and started investigating and analyzing Twisters before moving back 
to New York City to jo- <laughs> to become part of the Roy family because Alan Ruck is in this as well. Oh my lord! Yes, so yeah, Twister's awesome. My number four is Cloverfield. Uh, from oh, the nice. from the trailer, from the first trailer, you kind of get an idea of this movie's going to be something different. And I think for that era, for that time, it was. Uh, I remember watching that trailer before Transformers, and that it just had me intrigued from uh yes. from moment one. And I think it was it's right to put it in here, especially we are three weeks away from the release of probably my most anticipated film of the year. This is directed by Matt Reeves. Uh, so a lot of people do not know that because J.J. Abrams produced it. So they assume yeah. J.J. Abrams yeah, directed it. you were a Reeves it. fan since Cloverfield, bitch. <laughs> yeah, so like it's funny because I was a Reeves fan. That was my first Reeves film. But when I really, really became a fan was when I saw Let Me In, which is the remake of the uh, uh, foreign film. Let the right one in. So, yeah, I've been a fan for a very long time. Um, my number three, listen, I've grown to not think this movie is as overrated because I've seen it uh, a few more times since we had an overrated podcast like five years ago. Um, Titanic. Titanic is a good movie. I, I don't think it should have beaten uh, LA Confidential. I always stand by that. But Titanic is a good movie. I I think they handled the disaster part of it, the Titanic sh- uh sinking very very well uh kate was this great leo not so much uh but yeah i do enjoy that and then my number my top two number two is yeah. they live let's get out it let's get yeah <laughs> come on man my my top two deal with aliens number two is they live i love this movie it's one of john carpenter's best movies it does so much yes it, we have aliens living on earth they've been hit they've been here the whole time and they've been telling us to consume this and spend money and continue to oh my god so good roddy Rod, so, yeah th- they live is it a movie like can we say like is it like a lot of people have seen this movie i always thought i was like one of the few and like if i could mention it no one would ever know what i'm talking about but like i feel like you're a kindred spirit i'm like but is this normal or is this like rare this is rare i can probably say we're gonna get kickback from this being on our list but wow. i know a lot of people that haven't seen they live yeah, it is not one of Carpenter's most seen. <laughs> like Jenny didn't see They Live until we started dating. So, oh damn, yeah, yeah, They Live is not one of. I mean, it's. I think it's it's probably my number three after Halloween and uh, the Thing for Carpenter. Wow. So yeah, I, I I love it. So yeah, that's my number two. So what is your five through two? I love that. I love that you have they live, and I love you have. The, I love that you have it so highly too. That's fantastic. Yeah, Roddy Roddy Piper, bro. Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah, and just added note that Roddy Piper was in it because I love wrestling so much. Yeah, man. Oh man. So my number five is uh, a movie that treated contagions. I felt like the most like realistic in a way. Um, twenty eight days later. Um, nice. I I unfortunately have not. Um, I've liked at least on every rewatch. Oh shoot! Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I I. It's funny because Killian Murphy's in it too. Like it's like before that is Killian Murphy, right? It is. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, just I just remember the. It was a fresh take on the whole zombie type of thing. Um, I remember just loving it, loving seeing how quickly they get decimated the the whole London <laughs> landscape. Um. And then I've seen the re- like the the sequels to it as well, but I think I still I still really enjoy Twenty Eight Days Later. Nice, and just like some of those like super rock moments, like the the, the soundtrack and like how it worked with jump scares. Um, 
yeah, I dug it. My number four is Twister, bro. I'm yes, so watched it. I'm so glad you watched it. I didn't know it was on, on your blind spots, but oh my lord, Twister! I just remember that was like 1997. 1990, when did it come out? 1996, so 20, 26 years ago. Dude, I remember watching Twister, and I remember thinking immediately, like I'm, I'm an expert in tornadoes. And then you're watching the news reports about what's happening in the Midwest. Like, oh, that's got to be an F4. That's got to be an F4. <laughs> like, I felt like like after watching the movie, if I was like 10 years old watching this or nine at the time when it came out, I literally think my career, my, I would have had a career uh, change. I would not be I here right now. Dude, honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised, man. It, be, it was very much like a, a hit for our age group. It was very like, and the graphics were dope. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Quotable, the quotable moment with like, cow. Another cow. No, that's the same cow. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number three, and I have a backup just in case you'll allow it. My number three is it's an alien invasion movie, but it also dealt with some of like the, the actual when it went down and how it decimated the Earth. A Quiet Place. Oh, uh, that one's like super stretch. So then I'll switch it to A Quiet Place 2 <laughs> because A Quiet Place 2 definitely showed you how it went down. Yes, you're right. I'll give you that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even have thought that, but that's a that's a good that's a good pull. I'll give you that. Just use I, a combination of both there. Yeah, because the Quiet Place Two. I remember when that when the movie first came. Like when when you start when you start watching it, you finally get to see how that day went down and Which how great. quickly like everything's coming down on Earth. And it's like, oh shoot, like that's yeah. Like I remember like it, you you had raved about it because I know you had you had to wait like a year before you could talk about it. How terrible was that? <laughs> I was like, I mean, not for you because you didn't, you'd have to deal with it. But I, rem- oh my God, man, that was like torture. I had my review sitting in drafts for s- 15, 15 months because it didn't come out till May. And, and the movie was like so anticipated, and you were like so excited to finally be able to talk about it. And then, yeah, it just. But either way, when when I finally got to watch it, finally a year after you, um, seeing that that the whole beginning of how everything started happening with the, them coming down to Earth. I think it, it delivered. It delivered on that. I was like, that's that's cool. Um, my number two has to deal with aliens, just like you. But it's uh, I have Independence Day. Oh, wow. So, okay, so we can just piggyback so I can leave your number one on your own. So that's my number one. Yep. I think it's one of the su- best summer blockbusters of all time. Yeah, definitely, dude. Definitely, definitely agree. Um, I remember when I my first time watching it, I remember I – I honestly, I got nightmares. I got nightmares because I remember seeing that scene where it blows up the Empire State Building, mm-hmm. and the um, the blast radius, if that would ever happen, would de- it would it would obliterate you and me because of where we live That's, in New Jersey. Oh yeah, and I literally am right across the river. Like, I mean, so are you, but like, I am literally. Oh, you're, yeah, you're right there. And I remember, cause I, dude, I remember watching this movie and researching, and I'm like, wait a minute, looking at that map. And where this blast went to, I'm like, oh no! Why does everyone have to attack New York? Because that means we're gonna. Seriously, I, I got man. so scared, man. But yeah, I, I have it as number. I have it as number two. But yeah, yeah, so for me, it's number one. Just for you know, I mentioned like I think it's one of the best summer blockbusters. I watched it as a kid. I blew out the VHS tape. Um, the greatest presidential speech in the history of movies. I don't. I don't. Not even a question. I don't think there's anything that comes close, in my personal opinion. Uh, Will Smith is fantastic. Jeff Goldblum is fantastic. Bill Pullman is fantastic. Um, uh, he should even Vivica Fox are fantastic. I love the look of the aliens. I think it's a really great design on the aliens. 
uh, special effects are solid for the time. The practical effects are solid. I think it just has, it's just a fun movie. Is it way too long? Yes. It, it, it should not be two and a half hours. <laughs> but, um, but I, I absolutely adore it. It's a, Fourth of July tradition. I watch it every single Fourth of July, and it, yeah, so that's my number one. So and, and, it, and dude, and it's like it, it literally like if we could have had that president during this pandemic, we would have been good. Whole deal would have been different. We would have been great. We would have been not. We would not be in the position we're in now. So I totally Absolutely. agree. We would have bonded as a nation. We would have led the world. Oh, all right. And now let's finish up with your number one. My number one, sir, is a movie you've already listed on your list, um, and it's Cloverfield. Nice. Um, to me, this movie meant so much. Um, I remember, same as you, watching the trailer. The found footage things intrigued the hell out of me. Um, and I remember, like, I, 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 I drank the Kool-Aid. I did more research. The whole marketing campaign, um, how they had different websites that you can go on, and they had, like, Slushco. Like that, so you can like look into see like what exactly was happening. I expected this movie to be something a little different, um, because the marketing campaign for this kind of led you to believe that it had to deal more with, um, some type of toxic spills in the ocean that the government the the, com- the government was keeping hidden. Um, but honestly, just I remember watching it when it first came out. I got a group of friends to come with me to the movies. Um, and everyone was so disappointed except for me. Um, yeah, that movie, I could, and there is no middle ground there, I think. It's so weird. It's so weird. Like, I, I, I love the fact that it's, it's refreshing to be able to speak to you about it. You also enjoyed it and found it, like, you, you liked it, but it's also very heartbreaking whenever you hear something like, oh, that movie's terrible. I'm like, how do you? hate it it's so good yeah and it also allows you to actually look back and look at different little easter eggs from it especially like i always point back to the most the most popular one where the final shot of the movie where the couple i forgot their name but the couple is on the ferry and yes. then you see the the spaceship drop into the yep. water yeah so uh, yeah did rewatching them it has a lot of rewatchability value because you could actually just look for different things yeah cloverfield rocks i i i'm glad that it's your number one so i'm glad we have different number ones this is actually really fun discussion this is really good time i can't Uh, believe you have they live on your list that made my day i'm like i thought i was gonna be the only one to have it oh no no you have no idea how much i love that movie so Uh, so yeah that wraps everything up for this week next week we are going to be back with i think ryan will be back but we will be joined by jc because we are bringing the draft back it's super bowl sunday there's only one thing we can do is have a draft and not just any draft, a sports film draft. Woo! Finally. <laughs> We've been waiting a long time to do this. Will Leo pick little giants is going to be the question upon everyone's that is the mind. Question. That is the question. Will, will the, you guys let me pick little giants? Will the annexation of Puerto Rico play be run on this podcast? Tune in and find out until then. See you at the movies kids. Thank you.